0: Here we are for another Titans Talk. This week, we're going to talk tight ends. There's several high-profile tight end prospects in this year's class. Landon and I will break them down, as well as some sleeper picks. Landon, it looks like the Titans will take a tight end in this draft class. It's just a question of and a subject of opinion as to at what pick. I'm of the opinion, I don't think we'll see one in the first three rounds. I think they're happy with the development of Johnny S- Smith, more or less. And I think they do expect Delaney Walker to make a recovery and to be a contributor in the next two seasons. The Titans' idea or philosophy is going in towards this position.
1: This year, our draft philosophy with Titans.
0: That being said, what do you think? What do you?
1: I think first round is almost a definite no. Second round is... A really talented guy like Hawkinson Falls, and he's just the best player there. And then from the third on, it's kind of if they like a guy that much. I think we'll see a guy sometime on day three just as a high upside developmental pick, but don't be and expecting a top guy to go to, go here.
0: And, folks, we're going to give you guys some of these late-round flyer-type prospects, and I think there are some intriguing ones If you look at the 10-year history of tight ends, even back beyond that, if you look at the 10-year history, there are as many good top 10 tight ends currently playing that were drafted in the second, third, fourth, fifth rounds than first-round picks. These guys that you see drafted in the first round, a team falls in love with them. And the hit rate is not great on tight ends, like you would think, in the first round. There's been as many guys that have had disappointing careers top, top, top for their draft position that that have gone on and and been Pro Bowl players, etc. We can talk about a few of those later. But let's introduce this class. This year, you mentioned him, TJ Hawkinson, who's a tight end from Iowa, uh, 6'4", almost 6'5", 251 pounds. He's sort of billed as a, as a as a dual guy, a guy that can block in line, although I didn't see a lot of that on tape, and I think he's got some work to do blocking in line. He is not a prototypical size, and that's the thing about this class for me. I don't see clear first-round talent in this class. I know uh, you'll see mock mock drafts everywhere that has Hawkinson in the top 10, 15 picks. I could see him like a guy from last year, like a, a Dallas um, Goddard, who a lot of people thought was a center for the first round and wound up going in the second I, in the in the 20s, I could see Hawkinson going, but yeah, the guy ran a 4.75. Um, he's not a terrific blocker. He's a willing blocker, and the guy did have, uh, you know, he had a good year. But he had six touchdowns and you know 600 yards or whatever. He he didn't have a this unbelievable uh, season. Although he he is extremely good on tape. Uh, my thing about this class is I wish they were bigger. Land no guy is just big and super fast. No one has. No one is is without. Uh, fault is sort of in the measurables or statistics or injury history in this class, but it looks like Hawkinson, Noah fan also from Iowa, 6'4 and a half, 249. Irv Smith Jr., who was a tight end from Alabama, 6'2, almost 6'3, 242. And Jace Sternberger, who was a one-year player for Texas A&M, 6'4, 251. Also Dawson Knox from Ole Miss, 6'4, almost 6'5. That's sort of the names that you've that you hear and that you read about in mock drafts for the first two rounds. Is it anybody else that you think it sort of headlines this class?
1: I think Caden Smith from Stanford is another guy to watch out for. He's a bigger guy, six five. He's a good receiving threat. Obviously since he's a bigger guy, he he's a good jump ball. But he didn't run very fast at the combine, and his athletic testing overall wasn't great. So it's a, really a question of was he just more physically mature than a lot of college defenders?
0: I like Caden Smith's size and looking at tape for him, he is six five. He does look more like an NFL tight end. I could see him being a good tight end too. He he is a willing blocker. He's got the size to block, but he's he's a, he's a good pass catcher. He's not going to outrun really anybody. He's a guy that I could see the Titans in the fifth or sixth round if he's still around. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit later. But yeah, he's a guy that sort of that sort of jumps out. Let's say the Titans were picking 51, and somehow none of these guys were picked yet. And we're going to be at the draft, obviously, in a month. It's our pick, and they say, and we somehow know it's a tight end. Who who would you be hoping for? Who's your favorite player in this class?
1: I'd say my favorite tight end in this class, who I think is a bit of a tier ahead of the other guys, is Hawkinson, just because of how complete and high upside and high floor he is, because... He's going to come in. He's going to be a good blocker. He'll be an extension of the offensive line. He, he's a capable pass catcher, and he still has room to grow and get better.
0: Yeah, that's the thing about Hawkinson. Uh, there's another tight end in this class I do like a little better, but I could understand, especially at 51, the guy, you know, it's really productive, uh, comes from a place where they really – the guy – You if you come from Iowa, you know how to play. You really do. Uh, he's a good athlete. You know, he ran a decent time for a size, four seven five, I believe, uh, and he seems like he could be a total package. That being said, if we were in that scenario, I'd want us to pick Jay Sternberger. Tied in from Texas A&M. He's not a huge guy either, and I don't love that. When you look at tied ends and the guys that are successful in this league right now, they're almost all big. and we are all tall and range. You think about Kelsey uh, and Ertz and guys like this. They're good athletes, but they're tall and they're long. And I don't know that any of these guys, these top billing guys, I mean, they're, they're of – Adequate size, but they're not huge. They're not uh, big. No, big mean. as to say. Yeah, Sternberger is a guy. When you, I mean, the guy had ten touchdowns for Texas A&M last year. He actually went to Kansas and transferred, and this was his only year at A&M. And just watching them on tape through the year, man, I was like, wow, who is this guy? He's uh, he he looks bigger, than and he's a big guy, but he's long. He's got big hands. Time will tell. I don't think he's like an elite athlete or anything, but he's the kind of guy that I could see going, you know, in the second or third round, and and really being a top ten NFL tight end. I would I would root for us to take him. I look for certain traits. Like I look for size. I just there's not a lot of good small tight ends. Even guys that are kind of wide tight ends or move tight ends. Just a lot of those guys are even then are big. And for me, I look for guys who are explosive. The best way to show how explosive you are in college is to score touchdowns. And some of these guys just don't get opportunities. Uh, And sometimes these, uh, especially these spread offenses, not all of them utilize the tight end from a pass catching standpoint. Uh, But Sternberger, 10 touchdowns, Hawkinson, six touchdowns. For me, Landon, that's my guy. I would love for us to pick him at 51. And that's kind of my top guy in this class. Uh, What did you think of in your film study of Noah Fant? And, And who does he compare? Who's an NFL comp that you think of for Noah Fant?
1: Well, he's definitely got a place in the modern NFL with how spread out it is and how pass happy it is. He's bigger, he's fast. He's a matchup nightmare for linebackers and defensive backs. He's an okay blocker. Like sometimes these receiving tight ends come in, and they hardly ever block or they're terrible blockers. Like Najoku a couple years ago. I think a comparable guy to him, at least in play style, is Jimmy Graham. He's less of a traditional in line tight end, more a guy you put in the slot. Just let him get to work on defenders and producing the pass game.
0: I see Noah Fan as a poor man's Evan Ingram. He's not as fast as Evan Ingram. He's not as explosive. He is going to be, a, I think, a productive NFL tight end. A lot of these guys just get lost as bigger, slower receivers. Though I don't, I didn't see him as much of a blocker uh, on tape. That's not that he can't learn to do it. I don't know that he has the physical stature to do it. So if it were me, if for me, it's Hawkinson, uh, it's Sternberger. And then fan. Of course, that leaves out a lot of people are really high on Irv Smith. I like his tape. I like his production. He's a terrific player. He's got NFL pedigree. He's too short. I mean, name me a really productive tight end that's 6'2". Uh, I just don't see it. I think he's. I think he could be a, a good player, but I'm talking, you know, not a guy you'd spend your first or second round pick on. Now that sounds crazy. And he could definitely prove me wrong. And and what I've learned about the kid, I I, I hope he does. He, he seems like a good kid. But what what did you think of Irv Smith on tape, and what do you think of his measurables? Is he going to be able to, to be a, a top-flight uh, tight end at that size?
1: What I saw from Irv Smith with his testing at the combine and his tape is just how much of a safe, solid pick he'll be. He's a good blocker. He's a good route runner. He's a good pass catcher. He there, he's, There's nothing in particular that's an elite trait to me. And for tight ends, either you're really good – in every facet of the game, or you've got elite talent at one part of the game. I see a very dependable guy, and I want dependable in the late third and on, not with my first or second pick.
0: Well, that being said, what round grade would you put on Irv Smith?
1: I personally would have him around the early third or late second if a team really liked him. I think he's in a tier below Fant, Hawkinson, and for you, Sternberger, who knows?
0: but as far I, as a grade, I, I think he's a i think he's a solid second late second round grade guy, yeah, I feel late sure. seconds, but I see, right. him, I see him around higher a lot, and I think people must not. Watch the NFL and understand that there's he's going to have to be the exception, not the rule, and that exists. I personally wouldn't use a second rounder on him, but but in the draft, you if you go by the exceptions, oh well, Jerry Rice is slow, blah blah blah. That stuff you hear all the time. It's like the guy's literally the greatest receiver of all time. You cannot go off the exceptions. For every Jerry Rice, there are literally a thousand guys that were productive in college and we hyped up, and they they just. They couldn't find separation at the next level. I think uh, this game; these guys are getting taller, and they're getting longer at every position, especially on the defensive front. And I think to be able to get around and, and catch these guys and to, and to block and then to get separation or, or explosion, I just think you got to have these ideal measurables in most cases, or that one elite trait like you mentioned. So uh, I, I have I'm a little lower on on Earth Smith. How many tight ends do you think it will go in the first round? Do you think a tight end is going to go in the first round?
1: I think there will be a first round tight end this year. And I think the chances of it have increased with Rob Gronkowski retiring. I I wouldn't expect the Patriots to take a tight end with the 32nd pick, but it's obviously a bit of a need now. And if the right player is there, it makes sense. I think I would say that one tight end goes in the first and I would expect it to be Hawkinson. And I I feel that Fant will be more of an early second pick. Right. But in the end, one tight end in the first.
0: Right. I I think that's a safe bet for a lot of folks. Uh. But I I tend to think uh, um that that we may not see one in the first round. I know That sounds crazy. The, the Patriots they've 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 drafted tight ends in the first round. Um. Before uh,
1: Gronk was an early second
0: Gronk, so they invested a lot on, on Gronk. You know, looked amazing in Arizona, but you know he had injury history. They picked Daniel Graham in the first round, but here's the thing: I I see that 32nd pick um, be thrown around all the time. Oh well, they'll do the we. Here's one thing we know we can't do: we cannot predict what they're going to do. Look at last year; they took a running back and a guard in the first round. They'll trade up. They'll trade out. The thing about them, we can't say, oh well. But that being said, Hawkinson looks like that's a guy they'd really like. They obviously have a need there now, but I think they have other needs. I don't see it, and you just can't predict what they're going to do. But I could see in the 20s somebody, although every NFL team, just by virtue of having 22 starters, they always have needs. I think they're a little more dire than tight end a lot. You could see a guy, like you were saying earlier, if we were at fifty one, it's like, well, we didn't really anticipate taking a tight end this early, but man, here's this guy. We loved him, we interviewed him, and, you know, we love his tape. So I could see in the twenties somebody just loving Hawkinson. Besides the Patriots, what what sort of team in the in the late teens or twenties, what what do you think would be sort of a logical fit for Hawkinson in the first?
1: Well, I think Green Bay with the thirtieth pick from the New Orleans trade last year. Mm-hmm. Makes sense just because they they lack a really good tight ends, and obviously Aaron Rodgers is older. Getting him another dependable target, a guy that can block, he can help in every facet of the game.
0: Don't they have Graham still?
1: Yeah, but I'm I'm not that high on Graham anymore. He's he's not. He, I don't even think he's at the level of Seattle Jimmy Graham now. Right.
0: So yeah, I so you sort of feel the same way on that. In that, ladies, is there anybody else in the first round that it's not going to surprise you if they if they roll the dice on Hawkinson,
1: Oakland with one of their late first, I can smart. I can see Green doing that, right? Safe, dependable prospect on a roster that really needs young talent.
0: You know, I don't mean this bad towards these guys, but evaluating a lot of tape. Uh, today on these tight ends. I don't find this a particularly strong class. It seems like sometimes some guys will get hyped up because someone has to go, and I do like Hogginson and Sternberger, but if you go down and you look at maybe the top 15 guys in this class, and I know you've done the same, uh, I don't think this is a particularly strong tight end draft class. Do you? Uh,
1: Not really. I think think it's kind of skewed people's opinion that it's a good class because there's several potentially good prospects at the top, where there's there's not one clear guy, but overall it's not it's not very good. You've got you've got a nice top eight or so, but after that it's 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 not that good. I think
0: in the last ten years in almost every tight end class, the best player is not the first one taken. You look at Ertz, uh, look at Gronkowski. And I think that's interesting about this. It's It must be hard to predict how these guys are going to be. I guess uh, the way tight ends are used in college or uh, injury history or uh, what's valued. And a lot of our top five, top ten tight ends in the NFL, they didn't run an amazing time um, in, in the 40, although George Kittle did. But George Kittle could not stay healthy at Iowa, and that's what people don't understand about him. He was a fifth-round pick. So I think uh, the best player in this uh, tight end draft class may very well be A guy that we haven't talked about yet, but there are a few of those guys there. I mean, you think about – you already mentioned Caden Smith at Stanford. And if uh, I could see him getting in the right fit, and he's a smart guy, obviously, and he's been productive and he's got the ideal size. You think about a Drew Sample from Washington. Uh, I liked Cahill Waring from San Diego State. I liked his tape. I like his measurements. Uh, One of these guys, you know, Zach Gentry, he's humongous, almost 6'9", a little big for me. Or um, Kendall Blanton from Missouri. His dad played uh, in the NFL. One of these guys is going to be, you know, maybe not a Delaney Walker type, but it's going to be a really good pro. But that's the thing about the tight end position. It's just hard to tell at this point. Um, That being said, is there somebody else that's sort of top flight we haven't mentioned? I know Dawson Knox is commonly considered. Maybe the fourth or fifth best tight end in this draft class. He is a former walk-on from Ole Miss. He actually went to Brentwood Academy. Looking at his tape and his production, I don't see it. I I would, I think he'll go in the fourth or fifth round. Uh, what do you think about Dawson Knox?
1: Uh, Knox, he's, he's all right. It seems around the combine and where the measurements and interviews come, and that's really where he's picked up steam, where his stock has kind of risen. Right. Maybe there's some truth to that. Like, he's legitimately... Well, he's a great kid. Yeah. And he's but, a good athlete. Yes, but on tape, I just don't really see everything that these media guys are saying about him and talking about him when they project him in their marks. Well,
0: like, the common thing is they had so many playmakers that Ole Miss that he really didn't get his chance. But I look, I mentioned earlier, I looked for touchdowns. I uh, think He had two touchdowns. or No, never scored a touchdown in college. That worries me. Uh, even in a crowded... Uh, field there so I don't know I like obviously uh, if a guy comes from the state I root for them like crazy I'm rooting for Dawson Knox if we pick him in the fifth round I'm going to be elated uh, fourth round whatever I'm going to be elated but as far as putting him in this upper echelon or this top tier I I just didn't see it on tape
1: I think that's too hasty right now to say I mean I like his upside but I'm not going to put him in like you said in that upper tier just yet
0: Landon, if the Titans pick a guy in the fifth round, who's your guess of which one of these guys would that John Robbins would like or uh, our coaching staff would, would like to work with, based on what we know about them and what they like in tight ends and what we already have on the roster, which one of these kind of second-tier guys could you see uh, you know, uh, be, being drafted next month by, by the Titans?
1: In the fifth round, I would say Caleb Wilson from UCLA has potential because when I was watching Josh Rosen a lot last year, Wilson was always sticking out to me as such a reliable and consistent target for Rosen. Mm-hmm. And he's got the physical size to have the long-term potential. And at that point in the fifth round, it's kind of a crapshoot anyway. And I and I'd like Wilson there. He's got He's shown the ability to be a good NFL player long-term.
0: Excellent. Is there anybody else that stands out to you in the second tier that – that we might take a flyer on late.
1: Well, you already stole my deep, deep draft sleeper in Zach Gentry. He's six eight two sixty five. Mm-hmm. He's a wow. he's a, he's essentially an offensive lineman that ju- that's just a lot skinnier. Like if he you could really bulk him up, he'd be a lineman. But I would like him as maybe a third tight end to develop just more of a run blocking specialist or on special teams just get this giant guy in there to block for a couple seconds. because yeah. At that point, what else are you going to get from a fifth, sixth rounder? 6'8", Six,
0: 267. I wonder how often his agent has tried to talk him into to becoming a left tackle because that guy, that's that's just huge. But there have been some productive tight ends at that size, so it'll be interesting to see. That's pretty much it for the tight end class. It's going to be really interesting. We did this for you guys because I do think we'll add a tight end in this draft, and it'll be really interesting. It'll be one of these guys. We wanted to, A lot of these guys get bandied around, but you don't really know how big are they, uh, how productive were they. We want to catch you guys up uh, this week. Uh, hope that we've done that for you. I'm pretty excited. We're landing five weeks away from the draft. I hope everybody that listens to us is planning to come down and take time off work or join us on Saturday. It is a blast, and it is going to be so uh, busy down there, and uh, the city of Nashville and the Titans have a lot of really cool things planned, like concerts. basically going to be a music festival, and I, I think that's the right play for the city. What are you looking most forward to uh, next month uh, as far as physically going to the draft land?
1: I'm just really interested in seeing how big the turnout is because when we went in Philly, it was just a just a nonstop increase, especially on day one of fans. It just got bigger and bigger. And when round one started, we were relatively close to the little stage they had set up in. I looked back- I looked behind us and it just kept the crowd just kept going and going oh, yeah. and hopefully Nashville and other travelers come in and show out like that.
0: I think we're gonna have uh the biggest draft ever I think it will i think it will dwarf all the other ones. I think they were what they said. 100, I think there were about 75,000 people that I saw that first night and I think we will have with the music and everything that's going on and the, the, the weather and just people that are going to be converging on the city for the marathon and other things. I just think we're going to have so many people here and I think it's going to be a big success. I'm super pumped about it and we're going to talk about it and, and the best ways for you to enjoy that as we go forward as we get closer. But other than that, thanks, everybody, for listening. We have a lot of listeners, uh, and it's really uh, humbling, and we appreciate it. We love talking Titans. We love the deep dive of the Titans. Really appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate our sponsor, Black Tux, and we'll see you next time.